The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Greg. Training camp is toast. It's finished. They're done. They're moving back home to Alameda. we got two more preseason games on the docket. We're going to talk about this team right here on show 381. Well, Raider Nation, it's about fucking time. And I use the F word because it is so appropriate for this story. And it's got to be a story separate and apart from the rest of the show because this is something that I personally have been waiting for for years. Ray Guy has been nominated for the Seniors Hall of Fame Committee uh, finalists. There's two of them, and he's one of them. And, and really, these guys get in. I mean, they're on the finalist list uh, without any other uh, hullabaloo or horse crap. It is about time that the guy, Ray Guy, the punter, the best of all time, actually, the guy who coined the very first phrase, hang time before him there was no such thing the guy who played the position game before there was such a game Ray Guy best punter overall kicker in football looks like he's finally going to get his place in the sun never before has there been a kicker installed in the Hall of Fame and all of us understand that that is a sham it is a very big black mark on the NFL like these guys don't matter there was a time when anyone kicked the ball anybody who could kick the ball would kick the ball until Ray Guy Ray Guy forced the NFL to change the way they do business all other teams had to find a kicker they had to find a punter and they made the position a specialized position he did it by himself and his abilities and what he did for the Oakland Raiders. You know, here's the ridiculous thing. The NFL has dragged their ass forever on this guy. He's been a finalist in 92, 95, 97, 99, 2002, 2007, and 2008 and not made it. No other kicker in the history of the sport has done so much for the damn game. I can only imagine it's because he's a Raider. I can only imagine it's because the same horse shit that goes along in the NFL about, you know, there is no controversy. Oh, that's the bullshit. Ray Guy's had to deal with it for his entire post-career. Well, welcome to the Hall of Fame, Ray. It's about damn time. You've deserved it forever. And the nation, the only... Raider Nation knows it. I am proud to say that we have the first and the only punter kicker in the Hall of Fame. You deserve it for your effort, your skill, and the ability to change the entire position throughout the league. Congratulations, Ray Guy. God damn, you deserve it. 
Well, Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have Raiders pick up a few pieces to (laughs) supplement the pieces that they have on the field. And you know the pieces I'm talking about. We're going to talk a little bit about DMC, what he's done, what he's got to do, and where he might be going. We will hit a post-game for the last game and a pre-game for this coming game. Not much to say, just a little. And then the bone line, you guys came in huge. I love it. Bone line is one of my very favorite parts of the show. So we're going to roll that up and use that as most of the show, really. So stay tuned because we're moving on. We got no choice. going to roll two stories into one right here. Well, we picked up a new guy for the offensive line. Tony Hills was drafted by the (laughs) Pittsburgh Steelers in 08, played 10 games, then dropped. Indianapolis picked him up. He paid four games, and then he played as a tight end for the Bills, and they cut him. So that tells you everything you need to know about our new offensive lineman, Tony Hills, I bet he's not here after the second cut. The uh, importance of this story is the Raiders are scraping the bottom of the freaking barrel for offensive line and defensive linemen. That's just no joke. Just another stopgap for the less than effective offensive line that the Raiders have this season. And their lack of foresight in drafting offensive and defensive linemen in this last draft Incidentally, the best draft for linemen in decades. So we'll have to keep an eye on him and Alex Behrens, who is also a bad project, not an experiment. I just don't know about this line. I'm not going to get too into it now because I'm going to get too into it in just about two minutes. (laughs) So welcome to the Raiders, Tony Hills. I hope you've become a miraculous change. I hope you start your NFL career here. I could just only pray that you become a beast like Valdir, who will be out for probably four or six weeks at least with his surgery. Well, here we go on the old line. We got to hope for more. And I hope Tony Hills delivers. Please. Now, here we go talking about DMC. Not a lot's been said. I'm going to say something. In the last year of his contract, DMC needs to make something happen. Trust me, he wants to make something happen because if he doesn't stay here, he's got to go somewhere else and make some money. Now, I don't know about him having the best opportunity here in Oakland. He showed flashes of brilliance and greatness at times. Either he didn't have a, a running back that was helping him because he had Michael Bush. Poor coaching showed that they ran the shit out of DMC and let Bush sit on the line. You know, I never understood the use of DMAC in the last few coaches. I never understood that they would just run this poor guy to death, but that is what has happened. 
Between that and poor offensive lines, his poor guy's been beaten, battered, and bruised. He showed he has the talent. He definitely has the heart. The poor guy has been in a bad situation after another. Bad lines, bad accompanying players. I don't know. I know that he has not survived an entire season since entering the NFL without injury. I can't say that he's not fragile. A lot of talk's been said about that. But look at his situation as well. Look at what he's had to deal with as far as the coaching changes, the offensive line moves. The guy's been put in a really bad situation for the talent that he has. He's got to try to make it happen this season one way or another. It's not that he's not trying, folks. It's that in again, and I say again, another coaching change, another offensive line change, and here he goes with really nobody to handle the rock besides him. I think DMC came along at the wrong time for the Raiders. I think when we get a better offensive line and perhaps even a better coaching staff, a guy like this would shine like Adrian Peterson or any of the other star backs in the league. I think DMC's been a great player, although fragile, as stated. I think that's been because of many, many reasons and not only him. So this is his last year. Enjoy him running because I don't believe you're going to see him run next year. I don't believe he's going to stay with the Raiders. I don't believe that's his destiny. Uh, so enjoy DMC. I hope he does very well this year. I hope we keep him. Uh, I don't know if we're going to put the money out to keep this guy. He needs some help. We haven't given it to him, really. So let's just watch him play. You know that he's given 110% because he needs to in his last year of this contract. So anybody saying he's sandbagging, well... That's some straight-up bullshit, and that is all I have to say about that. All right, let's do a quick post-game for the New Orleans Saints. Well, the Raiders look like the Aints in this contest. Offensive line, defensive line, do I need to say anything? Was it blatantly obvious to everyone in the Raider Nation that we blew on both sides of the ball when it came to the trenches? Okay, that's all I got to say. Alex Barons, yeah. We lost Phil Deere. That's going to be crushing for us, obviously. Now, we're trying to make some adjustments. But this game really showed a lot of weaknesses. Quarterback sacked five times. That was just the first string. Two more times following that. Now, there was some bright moments in the defense on the third string. There were some stellar efforts on the second and third and fourth string and fifth string, whatever. But I don't care so much about those as much as I do the first string. It looks pretty weak. So... I have to give the Raiders a D-minus on this game. Uh, and whoever said Dennis Allen was a great uh, master of, of the game as far as changing the game as the, uh, the plan as the game went along, I, I don't see it. 
please, somebody, somebody out there tell me what I'm not seeing because he is not the tactician that people are saying he is. I see no change throughout the game. I see the same plays. I see the same shit. Yeah, that's just me. Well, now joining us, Buker and Townie, 95.7. The game is the center for your Oakland Raiders, Stefan Wisniewski. How are you doing? How's camp going? How, how's everything? How's life treating you? You know, it's going well. Uh, we're getting to the end here of uh, the official camp portion up here in Napa. About two days from breaking camp, which always exciting. Get back home to, to Alameda. It's a good good step in the, in the preseason process. So everybody out there is... Uh, sounding the alarms because of uh, the game against the Saints and the offensive line. From your perspective, give us your perspective on what you got out of Friday's game. Yeah, I mean, we uh, we certainly saw that we, we got some work to do. Um, you know, gave up way too many sacks, way too many quarterback pressures, and, uh, you know, it was a combination of a lot of different things. Some of it was uh, some assignment stuff. Some of it was, you know, guys just getting sloppy with their technique, getting beat. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's any time to sign an alarm, sound an alarm yet. You know, that was a second preseason game. We still got a lot of work to do. We're putting in a new system. It's going to take a little bit of time. But, uh, you know, I think we're, we're getting better and we're moving in the right direction. You know, you mentioned technique, assignment. You know, I went back and watched the game last night because I knew we were coming back up here today, and there were five sacks in the first half. And other than Alex Barron getting beat, I think the other four – we're basically not not picking up the guy you should be picking up. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think I think that's about right on on uh, most of those. Yeah. And it's a tough situation when it's a brand new line. I mean, not even a brand new line because the only constants have been you and Khalif Barnes. Now you've seen with injuries and, and you know, you've had injuries from the start of camp. How tough is it for you as essentially the quarterback of the offensive line, gelling in sync with these other guys, and you've had a lot of other guys around you. Sure, it's uh, you know it's always nice the more experience you get with guys next to you, and uh, you know we certainly had some new people in there, which is tough, but uh, you know I think we have just enough time that if we got the got the right five in there now, we'll have enough time to get ready before Indianapolis. But uh, you know it takes time, it takes having a lot of conversations, getting a lot of reps, and uh, you know we haven't quite had those with the five guys we have in there in there now, but we're gonna get there. There's been a lot of negative chatter from the outside. There's been a lot of quiet optimism about something being different in this group. Uh, in spite of the result on Friday, what makes you feel better about this year's team and this year's offensive line than last year? I think the scheme is, is better for us. I think it's going to fit uh, the people we have, and uh, I think we have a, uh, the potential to be a lot better in the run game because of that. Uh, like like what Sperano does, he he's a really smart coach. He knows what he's doing, and I think we uh, we believe in him and what he's teaching, and, and guys are buying into that. And uh, I just I think I like the team chemistry overall, not even just offense, offense, defense, all around. <laughs> something something about it, it's hard to hard to explain. Just seems like everybody uh, really wants to work, wants to get better, just kind of positive and uh, you know excited about about what we can be. I know this is hard. But I never got that sense last year. Guys were saying the right thing about the zone blocking scheme and about everything, but I, I never got the sense that everybody totally bought in to, to what you were doing last year. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I'm not sure if we did or not, but you know, the results would, would indicate that we something wasn't quite right. Somebody wasn't bought in, or someone wasn't quite uh, hitting it on all cylinders. And you know what that is, we could speculate about, but it, it doesn't really matter now. That was last year. But uh, I, I do feel like we are we are more bought in this year, and, uh, and guys are guys are just kind of 
gelling better. Well, that's all good to hear on the home of the Raiders, 95.7, the game. The center, Stefan Wisniewski, joins us here at Buker and Townie. You know, a lot of people don't realize how important your job is, right? I mean, they think all oh, the oh, offensive linemen and oh, the quarterback gets under center. Talk about all the different reads that you have to make and then all the different signals you have to – you have to direct the offensive line. It's not the quarterback. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, you know, people who don't, don't know a lot about football wouldn't quite know uh what it is that was going on but you know i got to read linebackers i got to read d linemen i got to know what safeties are doing and got to make calls accordingly and you know tough thing about the nfl is it's always changing people are shifting we're motioning we're sending guys here and there so things are changing on the fly and um it's not just it's not just me i mean my guards and tackles got to be smart too they got to know um they got to know things too sometimes we don't have time to make a call you just kind of got to kind of feel it but there's definitely a lot to see, and uh, involves a lot of you know off-the-field film study, knowing what teams are going to do to you, and try to anticipate certain blitzes and looks. So then you're in a preseason game, and you're going with a very vanilla, generic game plan, and the opposing defense they want to blitz, and it's it, it's got to be tough knowing that okay, I would do things differently in the regular season, but we're not going to show everybody that. Yeah, we. Um, I mean, like you said, we probably didn't show them everything we had, uh, and that's 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 kind of the way the preseason works. You want to keep some of your best cards in the in the deck to show people in the regular season, but you know, I, I still would have liked to see us execute some of our basic stuff better uh, against the looks we got. We did get some crazy looks and some crazy blitzes, but uh, if we 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 followed our rules, we would have we would have done a lot better. People also don't realize that the offensive linemen are the smartest guys on the team. Like, by far the smartest guys. They're definitely the ones that have the degrees. You can guarantee they went for four years and they graduated. No question. And he's laughing and he knows he's right. He knows right. <laughs> Based. <laughs> Quarterbacks and O-line, but yeah, that's, that's about right. <laughs> So based on the result on Friday, are you that surprised at what happened? Or do you look at it and say, you know what, considering they went exotic and they threw a lot of different things at us and we were kind of keeping our cards tight and we've got these new pieces, maybe maybe what happened is shouldn't be that much of a shock. Yeah, I mean, I, I know we're capable of a lot better than that, so I was, I was definitely disappointed. Um, you know, given the circumstances, I... Like I said before, I, I'm not freaking out about it. I don't think anybody else is freaking out about it. It, it was a practice. You know, it's a practice in a game-like environment. Uh, it doesn't count, but it, it certainly indicates that, that we got some work to do. What is the offense like when Matt Flynn is in, and what is the offense like for you guys when Terrell Pryor's in? Well, we definitely run some different plays, that's for sure, when Pryor's in. Um, we run a lot of that pistol stuff, the zone read stuff. You got some nice option uh you know, play action stuff coming off of that. And uh, it, it really puts a lot of pressure on the defense when Pryor's in there. And uh, with Flynn, it's more traditional stuff. You know, we're running the ball, we're going to play action. But, uh, you know, Flynn's really smart, and he's shown a lot of good accuracy throwing the ball when he's back there. So, uh, you know, I, I feel pretty good with either guy. Give us the de- – describe the difference between the way you or a coach looks at what is efficiency and being effective as a football player versus what we get sometimes from the outside, which is we love the big play, we like the drama. I, I just I hear consistency mentioned over and over again, and I feel like there's a different mindset about what you're trying to achieve from play to play, from practice to practice, compared to what people judge on the outside. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm trying to think best way to answer that. It. Uh, 
efficiency for us, you know, in the run game means that we're getting an efficient run. We usually say is a four-yard run. So in the run game, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for no negative plays. You know, there's going to be things that are happening. Sometimes maybe you only get one or two, but you never want to be going backwards and efficient runs for four plus. And then in the pass game, you want your quarterback making good decisions. You want him, uh, you know, never throwing the ball into coverage where he's, he's risking an interception. You want him never taking sacks, throwing the ball away instead of that, throwing to check downs. And so, uh, you know, you might have some big plays once in a while, but if you have an interception as well, that's that's not going to get it done in the NFL. you got to be consistent, take care of the football, and uh, and make good decisions at that quarterback position. Now, you grew up around the NFL. Your father, Leo, played. And then, of course, your uncle Steve is one of the great Raiders of all time. You know all about the Raider tra- tradition. What does it mean to you to be an Oakland Raider? Oh, I, I grew up rooting for the Raiders and, and rooting for my uncle. So it's, it's I mean, a dream come true to, to wear the silver and black. I, I wore the silver and black growing up, rooting for my uncle. Had a Wisniewski Raider jersey. It said 76 on it because uh, it was my uncle's. But now now I got my own number on there. So it's, uh, I mean, it's been pretty unbelievable. I mean, I, I came to Raider games as a fan, you know, as a kid. And, you know, now fans are coming to Raider games to see me. So it's it's kind of a surreal thing, to be honest. And, uh it's been a blast. What would it mean to you to see this team and having been through the struggles with it, to see it turn this around and get back to uh, some of the glory that it's had in the past? Oh, it, it would be awesome. I mean, it's, it's been way too long, you know, since the, since the Raiders been to the playoffs and, and been, a, been in the race to win the Super Bowl. And it, I feel like it's, it's slowly turning, but it just, it's got to happen. You know, we can't be close. Can't keep saying, ah, oh, we're getting closer. We're getting closer. We just got to do it. And, uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd love to be a part of that team that does that. Well, we appreciate the time. We'd love to have you on throughout the season, and we'll see you Friday at the Coliseum against the Chicago Bears. Thanks, guys. We blew in this game. That's pretty much it. I know it's preseason. Everybody has to just not get all emotional, but I'll say this. Great teams look great in preseason. Bad teams look bad in preseason. And uh, I'll just leave it up to you what you think we look like in this game. Hopefully there's some changes, but I wasn't real happy with the performance on most sides of the ball. There were some some highlights, but uh, not enough for me to get excited. So let's just go right into the Bears pregame. Because it's not going to be much to say. The Bears are not another powerhouse coming into Oakland. I mean, they're not at the same caliber as the Saints, and they are away, which is good. And on Friday, they're going to meet the Oakland Raiders, evidently the newer Oakland Raiders. Let's hope um, that we can put together a decent contest at home. You know, I just look forward to some positive changes somewhere in our weak areas. Look to the offensive line especially the defensive line since we have number 99, Lamar Houston, back in the mix. Well, now join us here on Buker and Townie, 95.7 the game. And, yes, we are back in Napa. Lamar Houston joins us. Lamar, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. And uh, we're looking forward to see you play on Friday. Oh, no problem. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to playing. What's it like starting out this camp and really starting out slow to where you haven't been practicing, that you're back on the field now? I mean, what's that been like for you? Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a challenge because, you know, you want to get into training camp and you want to 
get things rolling as soon as you can so you can get in the rhythm by the time uh, the season comes. So that way, you know, you're not working on anything, but just technique and getting better every day. But, uh, you know, it's fine. Um, I miss a little bit of time, but, you know, it's a blessing I'm still playing. And, you know, I'm excited about it, and I thank God. So there's not much to complain about. What kind of difference do you think you can make this Friday against the Bears? Um, you know, I'm not necessarily looking to uh, uh, make a difference. I'm looking to, you know, play with this defense and, and my position and in my role and do whatever Coach Tarver and DA needs me to do as a player. And uh, whatever assignment I'm given, I'm going to do that. And, uh, you know, I'm just looking for a better outcome. You know, when I started looking at the defensive line, of course, we've had two games. And Vance Walker, who's practicing once again, uh, hasn't played a game yet. Pat Sims isn't even practicing really at all. How tough is that going to be for a brand-new unit? You, you know, three out of your four guys are not playing. How tough is that going to be for you guys to jail for week one in Indianapolis? Uh, well, you know, it's not going to be too tough because all, these guys have been here all OTAs, and we've been working together. We practice in minicamp. Uh, so we've, we've had a lot of time together in this offseason to work and jail together and get to know one another and know how they play and their work ethic and things like that. So, you know, it's not going to be a problem at all. Once the regular season gets going, we're going to be uh, right on page, right well, on the same page. And that's the question is – how are we? What is this defensive line capable of? Because we just haven't seen you guys together. What What's your expectation for what this group's going to be able to do when they're together? Well, uh, our expectations is that we just play together and uh, we're on the same page when we're playing and we understand what we are trying to accomplish when we're working together. And, uh, you know, we just don't want anybody to be individuals. And that's what our goals and expectation is, is to play as, as a D-line. Is that different from last year? Um, not necessarily different, but it's a new group of guys, so we have to understand how we work together and uh, the things that we that we uh, we can do together to accomplish what we want as a team. Lamar Houston, defensive end for the Oakland Raiders, joins us here, Buker and Tanny, on 95.7 The Game. Yes, the home of the Oakland Raiders flagship station. You know, when you think about sacks, last year you guys really struggled. We only had 25. That was 31st in the league. What are your expectations of this defense and expectations of yourself getting to the quarterback this year? Well, uh, you know, like I said, I, I expect us to, to put pressure on the quarterback as a D-line, and we rush as a D-line together and uh, get him off the spot and make sure he's uncomfortable in the pocket and, you know, just make sure we make an effect on him while he's trying to throw the ball. Um, might not necessarily be sacks, but anything we can do to just get him flustered in there. And uh, my expectations for me are just to, you know, play with this D-line, uh, lead by example, and, you know, get whatever I can get done. You have a whole new crew uh, of DBs with this uh, with this team. How are they going to impact what you guys do on the D line? Um, I think they're going to make a huge impact because they're uh, veteran DBs. You know, they know the system and they're familiar with it, so they know uh, exactly what coverages they're playing, what their job is, and where they're supposed to be at what time. And it's going to really uh, open up that pass rushing time for us from from uh, snap of the ball to the hand of the quarterback so I'm excited about them because they uh, have a lot of experience and they've been doing a great job this preseason. Two preseason games one good one not so hot you've been able to sit back and to watch both offense defense special teams tell me what you think about this club so far after you've watched two preseason games. Uh, I think they're I think we're a tough group of guys uh, you know we're we're uh, we're focusing on making least 
the amount of mistakes uh, we can make in a game on offense and on defense and making sure that everybody executes their job. So uh, from watching, I've seen this team, you know, mentally be tough, physically be tough. And, uh, you know, they're, they're guys that, that want to play and they won't quit playing no matter what the scoreboard says. <laughs> You got a teammate joining you here. Yeah, Tracy Porter. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Ask him how his groin's doing. Is how he can, all right? I, I he's, he's walking right. better than he did. The how other come night he's massaging your shoulder? You, you should be helping him out. He's the he's the hurt one, right? Oh, uh, you know. <laughs> I wasn't suggesting a massage on the injury. Don't don't, don't, don't no. get me wrong. Are you okay? We love the, we love the brotherhood. We love the brotherhood. That's Tracy, a good sign. P- Tracy Porter just walking by. Of course, you saw him walk off the field. It didn't look good in New Orleans at the Superdome, but he just yelled back, he's going to be fine. Yeah, I think he'll be all right. What The, the, the thing I think that Raiders fans want to know is what can they put their hope into that this year's team is going to be different from last year's 4-12 and 12 team? And your answer to that be, would be what? Um, this team is going to be a better football team. We're going we're gonna to be tougher. We're going to be smarter. We're going to be a lot more disciplined, and we're going to play hungry. Um, we're never going to give up. We're never going to quit, no matter what's going on in the game. So I think that they can expect that from this team, and that's the difference between last year and this year. And uh, We have guys that are here who want to play football and love playing football, and they're excited about the season. So, you know, with all those things being said, I, I think that our fans can look forward to a uh, – uh, a better 2013. You know, we've heard that. Rick and I have heard that so much up here, being up at Napa. We were here for a week, now back today, about how guys want to be here. Did you get the sense last year that there were people that did, they didn't want to be here? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say didn't want to be here. I just uh, I think the mood of things with being 4-12, you know, just uh, a little on the downside, and people were, uh, were just more frustrated than usual. And you know, to be honest, since I've been here, that's the worst season we've had. Uh, it was a four and twelve. The other years we were eight and eight, and almost into the playoffs. So, I think last year was just uh, a lot of built-up frustration and uh, disappointment with, uh, with the way we end up. How is Dennis Allen different with a year under his belt as a head coach? Um, I believe now he's got a grasp on, on how he wants to handle this team and uh, what he needs to do to help us be successful. And I think he's been, him and Reggie have been doing a great job by uh, implementing their their system into the organization and getting it on track on, on their vision and everybody being on the same page. How much are you looking forward to Friday night? Just getting back out there, the black hole, Raider Nation, maybe getting a hit on Jay Cutler. <laughs> I wouldn't say maybe, but uh, <laughs> um, I'm excited about All Friday. right, you're going to get a hit on Jay? I'm excited about Friday and uh, playing in front of those fans. Uh, you know, it's nothing like being in the black hole. We have the most loyalist, rowdy, rowdy fans in the league and uh, – you know, when Friday comes and the, and the lights are on, it's going to be live. So I'm, I'm very excited. Now, you have been sitting back. What, what's your assessment of what Matt Flynn has shown you to this point? Um, he shows me that he's tough in the pocket. Uh, he, he's pretty poised in there, and he's trying to make the best decisions he can without uh, turning over the ball or, you know, causing – causing a turnover or a bad player or whatever. But I think he's been doing a great job of, you know, being the leader of the offense and keeping them focused and keeping them uh, pressed on moving the ball and keeping the chains moving. Well, I can tell you this, doing the Raiders postgame show, a lot of fans are intrigued by Terrell Pryor and his play, and they believe he possibly could be the future at quarterback for the Raiders. What have you seen from him from 
from last year to this year as a quarterback progressing not only this new read option that we're seeing and we're seeing new formations his ability also to throw the football well uh, I've seen Terrell Pryor make huge steps uh, he works hard in the offseason on getting better at anything he can get better at and uh, you know he's he's improving in the pocket he's improving on reading the defenses his arm looks great this year uh, you know, he's playing He's playing faster, and I think that's huge for him. So I'm excited about his improvement so far this year. Well, we look forward to seeing you. I mean, it, it's Thank been you. rough. You know, you go out and you're watching the Raiders' defense, and three-fourths of the defensive line haven't been in the game. It's going to be good to see you back. Is Walker going to be back too on uh, Friday? I'm not sure, but I think he might. Well, good luck to you on Friday, and we'll see Thank you out at the Coliseum. I appreciate it. See you guys there. We have Sims coming back. I don't know if he's going to play. We have a few injured players that are going to play this game. This is a very important game because I think this is the last game we're going to get our starters out there for any length of time before the regular season. Nice enough to join us. Super Bowl winning coach, Raiders outstanding radio analyst Tom Flores. How are you today, coach? I'm doing pretty good. I am uh, apologize. I'm, I'm waiting for a bar train, so we might have a... Uh, some issues here. <laughs> no, that's fine. What no station problem. are you at, Coach, if I may be so bold as to ask a personal question? I'm at the Balboa Station. Nice. Tremendous station. Yeah. Co- Coach, uh, how big of an impact can D.J. Hayden really have this year as a defensive back on the rebuilding well, Raiders? I think he'll have uh, – I think if he's the real deal like they said he was and like everybody feels he is, I think he'll have an impact because, first of all, they, you know, they lacked corners last year and they, you know, they already have one corner down and uh, – and uh, he's a cover guy. So when you have a pure cover guy, that that changes the whole outlook on your defense. Changes how you call the game. Do you just assume that he will uh, be ticketed for a starting assignment? Well, right now I don't know. I mean, uh, we got to wait and see. To, you know, tomorrow night uh, is his debut. And to be honest with you, everybody's really holding their, their breath, and uh, myself included, because he needs that first hit for himself. Uh, the, the coaches need it. Everybody needs that first hit, and then everybody can take, you know, can let the breath out and say, okay, let's play football. And uh, he's got a lot of talent, this kid, you know, and he's got a lot of heart. And uh, he has not been holding back. And in the practices that I saw, the only thing that was holding back was he wasn't able to hit anybody. Coach, we know that uh, Matt Flynn's the starter. We know that Terrell Pryor will play some. Don't know how much. Do the issues along the offensive line make it more likely we'll see more of Terrell Pryor at quarterback for the Raiders this year? Well, it could be. I mean, he would give them a little, uh, a little diversity back there with a, with the line that right now is suspect. Belvedere was a real blow because that blind side is pretty important. It showed last Friday against a team that liked the blitz. So uh, that's a possibility. But you know, they, I don't think they're going to change their their plan. They have a scheme. They got a plan. Uh, it depends on which quarterback can perform under under that plan. How impressed have you been by Bryce Butler this uh, preseason, Coach? Very much. I like him. I like his size. I like the way he approaches it. He's a big target. Catches everything. Catches in traffic. So I like everything I've seen about him. I hope it's not just a, uh, a pretty, you know, a preseason flash. I hope it's just a All right, Coach. Well, thanks for your time. Have a great call tomorrow night. We look forward to it. The Raiders and the Bears. Coach Flores, we'll talk to you soon. You got it. Keep a close eye on all the positions. Keep a close eye on our rookies. Because, like I said before, that's what we have to look forward to this year. It's a big year of change. I mean, come on, four new coaches? I mean, all these new players? 
Uh, we have very few veterans. Uh, yeah, well, we're getting what we paid for. There's no doubt about it. Let's just hope that we can build on what we have here. We need to see greatness in the midst of chaos. And that is all I have to say about that. All right, the bone line is blowing up, and I'm glad. <laughs> 1-800-620-7181. Get on the bone. You guys know. <laughs> you guys are on it. I love you guys, my regulars, my irregulars, and all the new peeps in the house. I love the freshness of the bone line. It is just my favorite thing. You guys know that's how I feel. Let's get to it. Before that, www.RaiderNationPodcast.com. Check out the site. Randy blows it up with information, everything you could possibly need to know about the Raiders is up there. You can get it in one-stop shop. That's what I'm saying. All right. Who's blowing up the phone first? Well, when it comes to the game, this guy does not miss a beat. One of my very favorite continuing contributors. Defending the oceans from the bad guys, my good friend and buddy, the surface radar. Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Nation. Uh, it's the Surface Raider. I've uh, been out of circulation for a, a few weeks, but I'm back now, which is good and just in time. Um, enjoyed the uh, enjoyed the preseason game against the Cowboys. I thought that uh, we weren't as bad as everybody made out. Actually, I think there were, there were definitely some pluses there. I like the way the secondary is shaping up, uh, and I think this could be an entertaining. It'll be an up and down year, but it'll be an entertaining year to watch. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. Actually, quite, quite pumped about the start of the season. Uh, and the result's good. I, you know, I think all it proves is that our fourth-string depth is slightly better than the Cowboys' fourth-string depth, but it's still a win's a win, and winning's a habit, so yeah, it's good to see. I, I like that. I enjoyed it. like the way it went. I'm um, also pleased to see, as I'm, I'm just having to run through and catch up on what's happening, that uh, the, the league are talking about suspending Von Miller. And I'm fucking delighted about that, because I, I don't know about you guys, but I fucking hate the Broncos. And over the past few months, I have got sick to death of listening to those cunts in the media felching their fucking sunshine-infused Harry Monk out of John Elway's arse uh, about how great his team are. Well, I want to see Von Miller suspended, ideally for 16 games, but I'll take four since ours is one of them. And right after that, I want to see someone come in at head height on Peyton Manning, and then we'll see how good the fucking Broncos are. Anyway, that's all I've got to say for this week. Um, I'll, I'll keep it short. But uh, yeah, fuck the Broncos. Go Raiders. It's a surface Raider. I'm out. Oh, actually, one other thing, just before I ring off, the Jets. And I have to say, really, really I, I, I have a different view about this. I like seeing the Jets on the media, and I like seeing it because they are so fucked up that even in the glory days of Al Davis being fucked up, there was nothing nearly as fucked up as the Jets. I love it. I'd watch the Jets every day. It's hilarious. I mean, you can't get enough of them. I don't know what they're going to do next. I love it. Anyway, that's it. I'm out. Well, not only Von Miller, but now as executives in the team arrested for DUI. You got to love that. I love when a team starts to implode, <laughs> especially when it's the Broncos. You know, I hate those hoes. Damn straight. Thanks for the call, brother.
And next, my very good friend from Vegas. I love this guy. He's a very cool and dedicated Raider fan. Skeptical as I am, however, my good friend, Raider Steve. What's up? Hey, Raider Greg. It's Raider Steve in Vegas again. Um, I called a couple days ago, and uh, that was right when Belvedere got hurt. And I was telling some some people at work, I was like, man, that that's almost, for me, it's kind of like season over uh, because losing Valdir, I was telling my coworkers, you know, if we lose Valdir, Matt Flynn's going to get killed. And he got killed last night against New Orleans, man, just like I thought was going to happen. Uh, the O-line looked like crap. I mean, hopefully we'll get some of those defensive starters, but the D-line looked like crap too. Um, I'm, I'm really... I really feel down about that. I know it's just preseason, and that's what everyone's going to say, but uh, that was an elite team we played last night, and we're nowhere close. Um, it's going to be a long season, and I can feel it. And I, I called it last year after the Chargers game. I could just tell that the Raiders were going to have a bad season, and uh, I can feel it again right now. I, uh, I think six wins would be a miracle. I mean, just, you know, unless McFadden gets, gets crazy, but uh, – you know, without Valdir in there, unless Baron suddenly, you know, is able to turn it on for whatever reason. I know it's just his first week back, but it doesn't look good, man. And, uh, you know, I I think the only way the Raiders have a shot at winning some games this year is, you know, I, I like Matt Flynn, but if the O-line isn't there, they need to put Pryor in there so he can at least run away and give us a chance. And that, that's not a negative thing against Matt Flynn. It's just the O-line is so bad that, we need somebody who can escape that pressure. And I think the only guy who can do that is Pryor, uh, even though he didn't even look that great last time. So, uh, man, it sucks. It really sucks. The one thing I will say, the positive thing is, hey, you know, this team, unlike other Raider teams, I never really saw them get down last night. Like, even when, you know, and the second team looked good, but they, they were feisty pretty much the whole game. None of them got down. And watching Nick Roach, you know, pump up his guys, man. So there's, uh, you know, it's definitely some things to build on. Um, unfortunately, we got to sit through a year of mediocrity to start seeing the, you know, seeing the plus side. So uh, I'm going to watch all games and hopefully I'll make it out to Oakland. Go Raiders! Well, I have to agree, Steve. Six wins is going to be tough, but that's the number that Allen's got to be looking at right now. He better get six wins. Another four-win season or two-win season? Oh, they're going to be calling for his head. We have positives. We have some things going on. Uh, Pryor, I don't think, is the answer. I think that they're going to try to move things around, some tight ends, uh, change the coverage, change the protection coverage. We don't know, man, but they got to get a formula to get this team rolling. So far, I don't see it. Maybe we'll see it on Friday. Thanks for the call, brother. I know your concerns, but I know you are Raider Nation. And a first-time caller. The UK Raider from Leicester in England. What is up, my Raider brother? Hi, guys. First time caller. It's the UK Raider representing from Leicester in England. Firstly, I just want to say thank you to Raider Randy and Raider Greg for such a great podcast. Always entertaining. Getting Raider news over here in the UK is near as impossible. I watch a lot of NFL Network, and I'm not even sure that the Oakland Raiders are a football team to them because they never cover anything to do with us. Loving the Raider Nation podcast videos of training camp. Great footage. Great to see our players. Love it. 
Finally, I just want to say a little bit about the season coming up. It's interesting to see how we gel as a team and also how the quarterbacks stack up. Also looking forward to watching DMC tear it up properly in this new scheme and hoping he can stay healthy all season. Fingers crossed. Also, much love to all my Raider family I've connected with over Facebook and Twitter. It's great to be friends with you guys. So with that said, go Raiders! Much love from the UK branch of the Raider Nation. Peace. First of all, thank you for the props, man. We do this show just for you and everybody else that can't get over here and see the team and and all that because we're fans representing the fans, man. We're trying to get what the fans want to see. We appreciate the props and check that out, Raider Nation. We are global. The Raider Nation rocks, and this guy is the real deal. Thank you for the call. And, hey, by the way, it costs these guys in England a lot of money to make this call. It ain't free for them. So check out that dedication as well. Keep those calls coming, my friend. Thank you. We have a pretty sharp guy here who I am always interested in hearing because he has a great look at this team. That is my good brother, Raider Ray from Stockton, California. Hey, what's happening, Raider Nation? Raider Greg, Raider Randy. What's up with it? This is uh, Ray from, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Raider Ray from Stockton, California. It's been a long time since I've called in. Um, Glad football season's back. But I definitely got a bone to pick, man. You know, I'm sick and tired of this fucking media and all the, everybody bashing on Oakland. You know, number one on the Forbes list, <clears throat> of course, Oakland Raiders are ranked 32, the worst um, financially pro football team as far as uh, dollar value. Again, today I see this poll saying that the Oakland Raiders have the worst fucking um, fans in the league. Are you kidding me? The stupid Dallas Cowboys or Cowgirls or whoever the fuck you want to call them are number one. Again, ridiculous, man. How the fuck are we the worst fan base in the league? I mean, and then, of course, not to mention we get cheap-shotted all the time when we have the worst talent in the league. We ain't going to win no fucking games. Man, this is just absolutely ridiculous. The NFL is just always, always putting us down, burying us six feet under. I just cannot wait until we get shit turned around and we can fucking hear all these fuckers just eating crow and backpedaling left and right. All right, Raider Nation. Uh, once again, this is Raider Ray from Stockton, uh, California. Looking forward to the uh, Saints game tonight, the preseason game. We'll see what's cracking with the uh, quarterback situation, see how the defense is holding up. Can't believe we lost Valdir. That's a that's the Incredible Hulk, man. That's a huge loss, as one would say. But hopefully he's only going to be gone for three months when we get that dude back and get things running again. But fucking setback after setback after setback. Jesus Christ. But, uh, all right. Peace out. We know we all feel you, man, because we all hear all the insults, the accolades at other teams, and uh, they're as they're standing on the neck of the Oakland Raiders. And the attack on the fans is comical. It's comical because it's like the 1%. Trust me, 
Raider fans are the working man's team. I'm telling you, it's not the Steeler fan. It's not. Listen, I've seen them. You got to have a lot of dough to travel to these games. And trust me, we got the diehard family, hardworking guy. Go to one game for his life every year, but makes the best of it kind of team. And I don't give a shit what ESPN or any of those other people say. We know what we are. We're our worst critic, man. We we are all over our team all the time. Unlike the Dallas Cowgirls that have the huge bandwagon. It's not a bandwagon. It's a bandwagon ear. It's got to have way more seats than that. <laughs> anyway, uh, I appreciate it. We all do. We all feel you. But someday, like you say, we will be hated more than ever before because we're going to be kicking everybody's ass. Thanks for the call, man. And next, my man, Raider Nate from Sacramento. Raider Nate needs some decompression. He needs to relax. It's tough because when he's calling this call, you know he's just watching this game, and it was brutal. To say the least. What's up, Nate? Hey, Rick, Greg, Rick, Randy. It's uh, Raider Nate again from Sacramento. Before even this game is even ended, this is probably second quarter, third quarter, uh, second quarter. It is horrible. The O-line and D-line is fucking ridiculously ugly. This the whole game already is bullshit. Flynn, uh, he needs help, but I think Pryor can do a lot better when he gets in, but I, I have no idea right now. So, yeah, we need a lot of work. So um, that's all I got to say about that. And now I'm out. Well, there you go. That pretty much summed up the game. And thanks for the call, man. And next we have Raider Lewis from Seal Beach, California. Hey, man, my dad used to work there at that Naval Weapons Station many years ago. By the way, thanks for serving our country, brother. What you got? Raider Greg, this is Raider Lewis um, out here in SoCal now. Uh, was up in the Northwest representing the Northwest Booster Club, but I'm back in the South Bay area in Seal Beach, California, stationed out here. Um, first off, I want to say uh went to the Superdome, and those Aints, they actually made the Raiders look like Aints, 28 to 20. That first half, we got our asses handed to us. Um, Red Greg, I was I was embarrassed for those uh, first string starters. Um, Facebook was uh, getting ripped. Matt Flynn, that's not our starting quarterback. I'm sorry, he uh, should be a backup. He's not comfortable in that pocket. He throws behind the receivers. He just didn't have it. Regardless whether he threw that touchdown or more, uh, I don't think he should be starting. Um, that's just me. Um, this game, though, I want to give my hats off to the second, third string defensive uh, players, uh, especially number 91, Jack, Jack Crawford, defensive end, sacked uh, Wallace, and he rushed him one time. Uh, number 52, Omar Gaither, linebacker. And number 58, Ryan Robinson, defensive end, played their asses off in that second half. They even, uh, together, they even caused a fumble and a 
and a defensive touchdown. Good job to those guys. I hope they make the team, and I hope they can start because they, they want a starting position. Um, quarterback position is going to be rough. It's going to be a toss-up, but I think we should see. I really want to see Pryor in there a lot longer so he can develop a little bit more. Um, other than that, I'm still going to back up our team no matter what, Raider Nation for life. I just want to give out a quick shout-out, Raider Greg, to all the Raider Nation who's going to the South Bay. We're going to black out SD tomorrow at the South the South Bay uh, Raiders Fan Club's convention. So to all my Raider fans, I'll see you out there. Much love to the Raiders. This is Raider Lou, and I'm out. Well, Raider Lou is in the house. Suffering the pain and embarrassment of look having us look that way. At least if we had to put up a fight, man. When you're a fan in hostile territory and you're representing, I mean, all you want is your team to play. That's all. I mean, that's all I ever want when I'm out of when I'm out at a game somewhere else. Is my team to play hard. If they lose, okay. But losing and getting your ass handed to you is just brutal as a fan. So let's see. What happens here Friday against the Dub Bears? Um, Lewis, man, he represented down there. Uh, thanks for defending our country, our nation, my man. And thanks for the call, too, man. Next, we have my good brother, Raider Juan Bandito. Jorge, what's up, man? Pop a top, brother. <laughs> Later, Greg. I got a few bones with you. Or not with you, but I got a few bones about the game. Hold on. Let me open my beer real quick. All right. A few things. One thing is preseason is preseason. With a win, you can't get too high off a win. And with a loss, you can't get too mad and you can't get too low with a loss. But let me tell you something. Our defensive line, I don't care how many starters we're missing, our defensive line is doing absolutely nothing. They're not getting pressure on the quarterback whatsoever. Drew Brees had an eternity back there. He dropped back. He literally squatted, took a shit, opened the newspaper up, had his donut, had some coffee, Heard his wife's bitch, drank some more coffee, took another shit, wiped his ass, and then he threw the ball. The amount of time he had is simply unacceptable under any circumstance, whether it's preseason, regular season, practice, scrimmage. It does not matter. He had way too much time to throw the ball. Our offensive line... Without Valdir, we knew it would be a problem. How much of a problem? Well, Flynn had no time to throw the ball. So not only could we not get to the quarterback, we couldn't protect the quarterback either. That's a huge, huge problem for our team. It doesn't matter how good our pass protection is and how good our receivers are or our running backs are. If we do not get time to throw the ball or if we don't pressure the quarterback, those two things right there equal losses, equal big fat L's, okay? 
unacceptable. Unacceptable. And I hate to say it, but it brings me down to one conclusion. We're not going to the Super Bowl this year. I'm sorry. I hate to break it to anybody, but we are not going to the Super Bowl this year. Start prior. Why not? Is Flynn going to take us to the, to the Super Bowl? No. He's a stopgap option. He's a, well, let's see what we have, and then next year we'll build. No. We need to put prior in and now see what we have with him. Flynn is simply not the option. Our running game could not take flight, which means what? We're going to get in third and long situations, and Flynn is simply a check down king. And he checks the ball down, and that gives us what? You got it, folks, a fourth down. It's only the second preseason of the year, but I saw a lot of negatives and very, very, very few positives. And these positives that I saw are not something to build upon when the regular season starts. That's just how I feel, Greg. But it's simple. If you can't stop the run, stop the pass, run or pass and protect the quarterback, you lose the game, period. We couldn't get to the quarterback. We did okay at stopping the run, but we couldn't get to the quarterback. When you get the quarterback all day, guess what? Their receivers are going to get open. I'm a little bit frustrated, and I understand it's only the second game of preseason, but what I saw from our team as a whole is simply unacceptable. And that's all i got to say about that, Ray Greg. This is Bandito, and I'm out. Well, Juan, I can't say it better myself. You said it all. Yeah, well, the things we have to be happy about are those little victories because that's what we're going to get this year. I I just don't know, man. I don't know about the decisions that have been made up to this point. And I'm going to stop right there. Thanks for the call, brother. Next, we have Raider Belong calling from Temecula, California. I used to live around them parts, brother. How you doing, man? What's up? This is Raider Pelone calling out of Temecula, California. And so, Cal, I just want to talk about the game today. This was probably the shittiest performance I've ever seen by the Raiders. Why the hell did we draft a cornerback? When everybody knew that we needed a pass rusher. And what the hell is up with the defensive line? You talk about McKenzie, he's saying... Uh, we're going to be competitive. And Alan's talking about we're going to be competitive. We're here to win. What the fuck? If you're here to win, then why are you taking care of your quarterback? Damn. I can't believe Matt Flynn didn't get out of there, got out of there without an injury. He was being destroyed. And you can see it on his face. And what the hell is up with the defensive line? They couldn't do shit. And everyone's making excuses because everybody's hurt. Well, what the fuck? That's why you bring in people. You spend more money. Now, but McKenzie's getting people on the budget. 
Man, I hope we do better next week. Because this is how it's going to be in the preseason. You're going to see all those uh, no fans in the stadium. I just want to let you know, Major Greg, big fan, I'm out. Tough game to watch. Painful game to watch. Not a lot of positives, as we all know. So, you know, where do we go from here? Let's see how the coach manages to change the scheme this week. That's all we have to do. We have to see if we have the horses in the race, man, because it doesn't seem to me that it was very well planned because games are won and lost in the trenches. It's an old saying, man. It's old as the game. What is up? Thanks for the call, man. I've been waiting, and here he is. (laughs) My good brother, Money Man has spoken. Raider. What's up? Yeah, this is Money Man has spoken. Raider. Red Greg, Red Greg, Red Greg. I tried to be patient. I tried to be nice last week, but the night game just gonna bring out the beast to me. Well, I knew this was going to happen. I knew it. I tried to tell y'all, but y'all did not want to listen to me at all. And you know what I'm talking about. That damn weasel, no good, shiesty ass bitch, Dennis Allen. You already know, when the way the game starts, we getting our asses towed up 23 to nothing. Why Matt Flynn is still in the game, I don't even know. But, that I, but yeah, I do know. Dennis Allen was not going to take him out until something halfway decent happened. And with the Saints of 23 nothing kicking our ass, our sorry-ass offensive line ain't worth a damn, nobody doing shit, we get a lucky break because they ain't even focused. They looking for the half to get here. And we look up and get a goddamn touchdown and make it 23-7. to 7. I knew right then, then down, well, yeah, he's going to try to use that as something constructive, which it wasn't really worth a damn because, hell, we down 23 and that, that's some of the same shit we saw with Carson Palmer. We down 30 goddamn points, and then all of a sudden, you pass the stats with an old battle weight fucking touchdown, and then you think you done done something. But you know what? What I'm really pissed off about is the way he did Terrell Pryor. He set Terrell Pryor up for failure, running some weak-ass pistol, the same bullshit they ran last week. Like New Orleans don't deal with Cam Newton twice a damn year, and they don't know how to deal with that. Are you kidding me? At least change it up somewhat. You didn't even pass out of it. All you did was sweep hand off, and then drop back on third and long. Who in the hell can't defend that bullshit? Come on, man. You're setting Terrell Pry up for failure, and you know it, because you don't want a fucking controversy with your quarterbacks because you want your boy toy Matt Flynn out there. But what really ticked me off on top of that is the defense stepped up, made it 23-20 to 20 with 14.50 left in the game. 
And lo and behold, you see what that dirty son of a bitch did? He yanked Terrell Pryor out the game. Wasn't going to give him a chance to even try to win the game and put Matt McGloin out there. That is, a, that is a slap in the face of Terrell Pryor. You're supposed to give him that last drive to at least put the team ahead. I'm like, that is a joke, and that just sold me right there on what his intentions are. He's not going to get Terrell Pryor a chance in hell to try to lead this team back. He is all set on his boy being out there. And Raider Nation, you can get forget about Terrell Pryor being a factor in this week's offense because all he's going to do is just throw him out there to do some lame-ass pickle. He ain't going to try to make a quarterback out of him. And we know Terrell can't throw the ball if you get an opportunity. But the nice performance was a joke in all aspects of the game. We see what Terrell Pryor doing. He ain't going to be able to do nothing with Dennis Allen as his coach. I'll be glad when Mark Davis comes down and see what's really going on and get rid of that bitch-ass head coach that I cannot stand. And in saying that, I'm out. Well, I guess you're a little sore on Dennis Allen. At the end of the day. <laughs> well, there's good reason. I mean, listen, this team is no way set. I don't think Flynn is any better than anybody else. Honestly, everybody has their own style, and it's just who the coach wants to put in there. You're absolutely right. I mean, I'm still stuck back on why did they draft a defensive back when we needed offensive defensive line in the best draft for defensive offensive linemen in decades. That's where I'm stuck with Dennis Allen and Reggie McKenzie, by the way. Don't get me started. Thanks for the call, brother. You know, we have another first-time caller. I am loving this, man. Autumn Wind Williams is up in the house. What you got for us, man? What's going on, Raider Greg and Raider Randy? This is Autumn Wind Williams. I'm a first-time caller, participant on the forum. All I got to say is our boys sucked ass yesterday. I don't know what's the deal with handing the ball off on the goal line that caused us to lose the game. But I know the first half, we played terrible. You get Matt Flynn sacked five times. Why the hell you're not bringing in any other quarterback? That shit didn't make sense to me. Prior year, he didn't do that great, but he didn't give much of an opportunity. Why didn't they put him in with the first string? Second string played garbage. The only highlight I've seen out there was Jack Crawford and Bryce Butler. Besides that, our boys better get to work. I'm gone. Well, Reggie promised that we would be competitive. He didn't say how competitive, but he said we'd be competitive. <laughs> That's the kind of GM speak that I just can't stand, dude. Ugh. Thanks for the call, man. I feel you. And next, the man, not the myth, my good brother, right from the source, Lil Raider out of East Oakland. What's up, man? What's up with it, Raider Nation? What's up, Raider Greg? This Lil Raider out that deep East Oakland. You feel me? And, uh... 
I want to say what y'all think about that, you know, that ass whooping by the Saints. You know, a lot of people be calling in talking about, oh, I see wild card, I see playoffs, I see seven and nine. Come on, man. Let's be realistic, though. Like, like off top, let's let's keep it real. Like, yeah, I am a Raider fan. Yeah, Raider fan since '91 or whatnot. But I ain't about to kick my. I ain't about to kiss my team's ass. I'm I'm about to be real with y'all. Like, I have no hope, no faith whatsoever this year. We talking this year, none. That was an ass whooping. That line looked like marshmallows. And then DMC's hurt again. Porter's hurt. Uh, I think Osbury got hurt too. I mean, let's let's put in prior, call it a season, that's it. Because Matt Flynn, man, he's a joke too, man. Come on. I mean, I know it's only preseason, but let's, let's tank it, you know, go for that number one overall pick, take Jadavian Clowney. Maybe even that guy from Louisville. Um, I forget his name. And uh, there is no reason to have hope this year. No reason. Raiders give me no hope. None whatsoever. Raider Nation, I'm out. Well, I have to agree with you. I mean, it's not maybe not so much doom and gloom because we're rebuilding. And this year... They should do some definite things. They should move some players, maybe play a prior more. I don't know, but I know this. Don't keep telling me that you're going to be competitive. Don't keep telling me that we have a team that's on the edge. You know, all, all I guess you have to do it as a management staff, uh, McKenzie and Allen. But, man, they have jacked this team up from the first. I mean, we fired four coaches after the first year. That's just not done, okay? That means you got to start over, and we started over again this year. So last year was a throwaway year. That's bullshit. We're going to throw two years away on Coach Allen because he couldn't get the right coaches to begin with? Oh, no. I think this should be Allen's last year. If he wins any less than five games, they should boot his ass out of town and Reggie right after him for making those bonehead picks in the draft. And next year, I don't want to hear about Clooney. I don't want to hear about anybody else. I want to hear about offensive and defensive linemen. We need some beef up front, and I don't give a shit who we have behind him. We need some beef. We've needed it for years, and we've let it go, and here is what we have. And next, we have Raider John from Seattle. This is refreshing, man. Listen to this guy. He's got a different take. I like it. What's up, John? Hey, this is John from Seattle. This is Raider John from Seattle. Real simple. You know, I'm sitting here listening to the postgame speech from Dennis Allen. I don't know why, but for some reason, this man reminds me of Chucky. Now, a lot of people, uh, man, we've been stuck in the same rut, and people are used to blowing people out for a long time. The main thing is I see right now what Reggie McKenzie is doing is he's laying a foundation. You cannot build a house without a foundation. And to me, I think we're building one. Um, We had to first 
get the cap in line. We had to straighten up our scouts. I see that we're doing a good job of that. I don't think we've ever had 90 players or whatever it is in camp. And so that, that right there is a big difference right here. And Al Davis, if he loved the player, uh, whether good or bad, he hung on to him. The one thing here is that, you know what, we're stretching out, we're getting rid of the cap, we're putting in a system, we're going to stick in a system, and we're going to get players to fit in that system. I love the big, huge wide receivers. We got, uh, um, I, I think we've got a few players, and they may not be starters, that what we drafted last year and this year, we have some players that are going to add depth. And um, the one thing you saw with the Packers when Reggie McKenzie was player development was that, uh, when someone went down, even Woodson in the Super Bowls, the next person stepped up and made a play. Um, the one, one one thing I want to say here is just that, you know what, Matt Flynn is maybe a better quarterback coach than maybe somebody like a Jim Harbaugh or something. Because take a look. What he has done is when LSU, uh, in, at LSU he had uh, Jamarcus Russell. When he went to uh, Green Bay, he um, – he sat there, and then um, Aaron Rodgers did good. When he went to um, when he went to Seattle, uh, Russell Wilson did good. And now that he's here, Terrell Pryor seems like he's uh, maybe learning and taking a bigger step. So I mean, he may hang himself if Terrell Pryor starts, but um, it seems to be the trend. Maybe he's a better assistant coach on the field, you know, in the practice rooms than anything. Some people say I'm crazy to spend $10 million for a player's coach, but damn it, if Terrell Pryor ends up like Russell Wilson or anybody else, that'll be worth the money. All right, guys, I'm out. Fucking Raiders, go. That's John, Raider John from Seattle, by way of Monrovia, California. Well, I have to disagree with you a thousand percent about Dennis Allen being anything like Chucky. Chucky was animated on the field. Chucky engaged his players. He had a personal rapport with each one of them. This coach doesn't. I've seen him coach. You can forget the Chucky comparison. There isn't any, I don't think. Reggie, did a. he's doing a 50% job in my eyes. He's done 50% good and 50% bad. He's got some good things. He's got some bad things. So jury's still out on him. I know we have to let this team grow, and and as far as Matt Flint being a coach, hey, man, we don't need another coach. We need players is what we need. We need Flynn to step up and start hurling the stone like he should be able to for that kind of money. I mean, shit, if you're going to pay that much money for a coach, get a good coach. Get Lovey Smith in here. That's what I'd like to see. Anyway, thanks for the call, brother. And it's good to be positive. you got to be positive. And we need that here, especially these days, brother. And next, my very good brother, Raider fan from the east, way east. That's Scranton, PA. My good brother, Raider Chris. Raider Nation, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, what's going on, fellas? Raider Chris, Scranton, PA, just calling after seeing the game between Raiders and and, uh, the Saints. And let me tell you something. I'm going to state the obvious. We don't get this offensive line together. It don't matter who our quarterback's going to be, whether it's Flynn, Pryor, McGloin, Wilson, whoever. They're going to get hurt. They're just unbelievable. I think it was like six sacks that we gave against the Saints. That's pathetic, and it's preseason. The way that's going, our running backs are going to get hurt. The streak of McFadden not completing a season is going to continue. 
So that's embarrassing. They got to shape that up. Our injuries that I see are starting to build up, and uh, just they got a lot of work ahead of them. I have a feeling that uh, if if this continues, if this is a preview of what's to come, it may be a long season. Uh, hopefully, they can fix the the problem, get everything together, and uh, turn this around because uh, it wasn't looking too good against the Saints. But I, I tell you what, I think. I think McGloin's doing a really nice job at, at that quarterback position. I think he's going to give a run of the money for Tyler Wilson, who's, who's uh, struggling a bit. So we'll see what goes on there. But I had to give my homeboy a shout-out, McGloin, hometown homeboy. And uh, I don't know, just calling in to give you my, my opinions on, on these offensive lines and defensive lines. We're not even getting at the tack. We're not even getting at the quarterback. You know, we're having a hard time at, at defensive end. I'm Nobody's really standing out to me on that front line at all. Uh, I'm very pleased with C.O. Moore. I think that kid's going to be a stud. Uh, hopefully, Miles Burris can come back from that injury. Uh, Burnett, we'll see what goes on with his injury. But uh, I don't know. Tracy Porter was getting burnt pretty bad. Uh, Charles Woodson was Charles Woodson. Can't can't knock that guy. He's just a genius. But uh. Yeah, we'll see what goes on week three preseason. Just want to call and give a few words out. So, Raider Nation, hopefully I can call back with an, uh, a different call next time about how proud I am of this team. But right now it's a little shaky, a little iffy, so we'll see. Raider Nation, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, I'm out like that fat girl in dodgeball. Yeah, it starts on the trenches, that's for sure. The O-line was brutal. And whoever stands back there is going to get hammered. And McGloin, from Penn State, mind you, uh, is a good player. He's playing way better than Wilson. So even though Wilson's a fourth-rounder, he might get cut or put on a practice squad, whatever. I think they better keep McGloin. He, he has a pretty decent game. I mean, it's better than Wilson's, without a doubt. Well, we got a lot to do, man. Thanks for the call. You hang in there, brother, <laughs> as we all are. Our next caller is one of the most passionate Raider fans I know. Uh, he lays it down pretty good, and he's always on the positive side, but he sees through it. I know he does. This is my good brother, Raider Jaime from Bakerfield. What up, man? What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy? This is Raider Jaime calling out of Bakersfield. Um, just calling out on a fucking rant. I was pretty fucking disgusted in the way our offense played, especially fucking Alex Barron. He fucking sucked. Fucking Jordan was eating him up for fucking dinner. He looked fucking disgusting, man. That guy's got to go. And from what I hear from the previous regime of the Rams, uh, general manager, that guy only likes to do is get paid. So that guy needs to go. We need to find uh, other outlets for uh, for our left tackle Something that's gonna that's gonna back up uh, Jared Valdir while he's out, and we got to get more penetration on that defense, man, because they're just giving the uh, opposing quarterback all the time in the world. Even the fucking second and third strings are looking fucking good. I mean, compared from the Cowboys game to the Saints game, man, it was man, it looked worse, man. And we we just we just need we need to scour the fucking waiver wires. I don't know what they're gonna do, but that that's that's gotta change, man, because that that's just that's unacceptable man you know i i, I do i still have hope into uh, coming into this 2013 season you know i'm still optimistic but there's got to be some um 
some changes on the offensive line, and and I just hope that um, that Vance Walker and Pat Sims get back, because that's that's the anchor of that defensive line too, man. So, and then we got to get Miles Burris back too, man, because we need these guys back for um, for the start of the season, man. I hope they look better against the Chicago Bears, man. But um, other than that, the the special teams look look somewhat decent. Um, when you know, it's just you know, fucking. Hopefully, it gets better, man. So, I got my fingers crossed. The good thing we got going, though, man, that this year we got a better uh, coaching staff than we had in the previous years. We got coaches that, that that are veterans that know the game of football, and hopefully, they'll be able to fix this, and we can, um, you know, keep on going, man, and get to this, uh, you know, the season and get it started, man. But anyways, man, I got what I, I had to say. What I had to say. I'm out. Yeah, it's a bummer. You know, you at least want to see a, a team that's competitive. I mean, that's all I ask for. Any game at all is that we compete at a level that is at least equal to, maybe even just a little less, but at least equal to our, our competitor. One thing I will say about this team, they do not give up, and there's no quit. Even when we were getting our ass handed to us, they was fighting in the streets. I appreciate the call, Jaime, man. Uh, you know, the coaching staff is something that's an interesting aspect because this coaching staff should have been here last year. The last year's coaching staff with Greg take a dirt nap and his, cl- you know, the clowns that were, were there, literally all of them, was a travesty and a waste of an entire season. And I put that squarely on Reggie McKenzie and Dennis Allen. That's two seasons now we've had to waste because of buffoonery. That's in my opinion, mind you. I know we had to clean up the cap room and all that other stuff, but that does not negate the lack of preparation, lack of decision, good decisions on our coaching staff, which is the foundation of any team. So let's hope that this continues to get better than it was last week. We play the Bears at home. We should have a better performance. If not, it is what it is, baby. I'm looking for the bright spots so far. They ain't too many, but keep looking. It could get better. We can only hope. I am Raider Greg, and I am out. Out.